Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast with me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Mr. Birmingham League son, Andy Harrison, the loyal one, Joss Elliott, for your latest dose of all things Shropshire Cricket. And welcome back to the Cow Corner Podcast, episode number 40. And it is the most wonderful time of the year. No, it's not Christmas. It's the league restructure. <laughs> the best time of year for podcasting. The one time of year that creates all the debate. Off-season, it's, it's just the best... I'm James Hill, and once again, I'm joined by my good friend, Andy Harrison. Andy, what's better? Transfer rumours and league restructures? Oh, plenty to get stuck into. Yeah, obviously, uh, very excited. I had a look already, had a sneak peek. It's going to be very exciting, and uh, yeah, we'll get the news out there very shortly. And we'll have a laugh and a few drinks along the way. Yeah, and both uh, fashioning of wearing our very fashionable Cow Corner Christmas jumpers, available in all good retailers. <laughs> Uh, just send us a message if you want some and we'll uh, see what we can sort out. But um, Andy, we are joined tonight by a very, very special guest. Someone who I never thought that we'd even get on here. And from a club that we never thought we'd ever get someone on from. So tonight we are joined by... From... Now, obviously, we have had to bleep out his name and the club for his own protection there <laughs> and keep his identity safe. But um, mystery guest, how are we? Good to see you. I'm good, thank you. How are you, gents? <laughs> yeah, very well, very, very well. Good. Glad to have you, mate. Really, really pleased you come on. Yeah, really good to have Always you on, obviously. Good to have a good guest. Yeah, I mean, Beefy's obviously been trying to get someone on in one of his many former clubs for a while. So yeah, it's good to have you on, Steve. And for those of you who don't know, it is Steve Gray. Very much well, stalwart of Shropshire cricket, would we say now? We're, we are becoming the old ones. We are becoming that, that age group, Steve. So 
let's talk about yourself. Started your career at Knocking and Kinnerley. Well, everyone assumes I actually started playing cricket at Bowman Heath oh. um, as a junior. Um, but I moved over to Knocking as I actually lived a lot closer um, and didn't get quite as many opportunities <coughs> to play senior cricket as some of my uh, friends at the same time. So, yeah, moved to Knocking. Was there for a long, long time, and then eventually, about five six years ago, moved moved to Sentinel for a bit more of a challenge, really. Mm. Well, a good journey there, and someone who's been across these. And Andy, you've obviously played with this man. What was he like in the dressing room? Yeah, he's just a good character, love, lovely lad. Probably too nice a bloke sometimes. But I, I'm just well, one thing I'm delighted with uh, through his cricket. He's got so much ability. Is he made the step up from knocking? Obviously, we haven't mentioned that you, you went to Frankton for a little spell. Didn't quite have the success you were hoping move back to knocking but i do love someone that just pushes themselves and he moved to sentinel and he's just a main stake in the first team scoring runs and he's doing a fantastic job and the club benefit from him so much he does everything behind the scenes as well he's, he's just superb so yeah well done stevie and keep going at it yeah so a good season for uh sentinel or as they like to be called. They're not so singing shit. Um, <laughs> Who said singing? that though? <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that might be a, a bit of motivation there, boys. <laughs> <laughs> sinking to the top of the table. Huh? <laughs> Maybe not sinking upwards. Sinking upwards. So. Yeah, no, very, very good to see. And um, <laughs> did you feel any pressure having gone to Sentinel, having previously made the move to Frankton and it not go as well? Did you feel like you had to prove a point? A little bit. I mean, obviously, I I, I played well Division 2, scored a lot of runs Division 2, Division 1, and and stepping up, there was probably pressure from myself more than I think from the club. Um, But really, really enjoyed it, and and the lads are great. Oh, I joined when you were playing their beef, so we had a really good time. But yeah, there there is pressure to to do well, and sometimes that pressure is good, right? You need people to push you, and when I first moved, there was competition for places, particularly as batters. There's a lot of batters and part-time keepers, I guess, in that team as well. You were part of that. There was... You know, I was a part-time keeper, but mainly a batter. And yeah, there was pressure to do to score runs, and I did okay the first season. Um, yeah, yeah. I struggled the second season, and I thought, well, maybe I'm not quite good enough. But then I came back, scored a big hundred for the against Shrewsbury, um, and had a really good last couple of years. Where I've, you know, scored not as many runs as I would like, but I've mm. I've I've done okay and sort of found my role in the team. Yeah. Mm. What do you feel like the difference was between your time there? Move obviously you as a player going from someone from your time at Frankton to that of at Sentinel. Was it to do with you as yourself, or was it to do with the actual club around you? Is it my move from Frankton back to Knocking and then to, to Sentinel? Well, yeah, the sorry. difference between you going to Knocking and you going to Sentinel. What was the difference in the success? Well, Knocking, I was again sort of I was involved in the club, wasn't I? I did all the juniors, and I was as a clubman, I was first team captain. I, I did a lot. Um, I think people at the time, even the Knocking lads, would probably recognise that. And it was actually nice to go just to become like a player again, just be part of the team again. Um, but eventually, you work your way into a club, don't you? And for me, that's what it's all about: is, is being part of the club and hopefully being well respected and, and looked upon and, and bringing success. So. Mm. So let's talk about the club that you're currently at, Sentinel. Yep. Obviously, there was a lot of publicity when uh, you know you lost the figures of like Joe Yap, Andy Harrison, Craig Heath, but you've done such a good job in recruiting with players like you know like Johnny Evans, for example, um, and obviously having some fantastic overseas in the last few years, along with some youth com- really coming through and shining in the recent years. How have you felt as a club? Did you feel like it was something that needed to happen, like a new a new wave, or was it something that happened because of necessity? 
I think it just sort of happened naturally, really. I mean, you know, like Beefy and Zimmer were seriously good cricketers for us, and they they had to push themselves on. I think I think that was the fair thing for them to do. Um, Yappy went for his own reasons, and um, I can't, I don't really know, hundred percent why. Obviously, we're all friends with Joey, so um, we've had those conversations, but I'm not going to put words into why he left. But yeah, we did a bit of a rebuild, and I think it was a bit of an internal rebuild. To be honest, we obviously we knew we had to get a good overseas. We had Kyle. Last year, he was a good cricketer. We've had, Del- um, sorry, Mick Isle this year. He's obviously just gone. Don't know if you've seen to play first class cricket um, over in South Africa, which yeah, is really is, good yeah, news. He's doing really well. Two games now. So, you know, big shout out to him, actually. But it was a bit of an internal rebuild. Um, obviously, we lost Tom Matthews as well that season as well. Mm-hmm. So, we were able to, thankfully, we've got young lads that I think were keen to play. Um, and we just built them back in. I sort of stepped up, becoming a senior player, I think. Um, Mal took over as skipper again, which was a bit of a rebirth of energy in the first team. Um, just different way of leading. Obviously, previously, Ed Ashley was captain. He uh, was a fantastic skipper, especially tactically. I you. agree. I think, I think Ed's a fantastic captain. I think I hope he does it again one day, personally. I know it's hard. He's done it for a long time. But he's one of the best captains I've I've played for. Um, you know, whether everyone listens, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a good guy. Honestly, mate, he's such a, such a good leader. Really yeah. good. His ta- tactical knowledge is second to none. And to be honest... Mal's Mal taken over. He's just brought a little bit of something a little bit different. Um, different to, and Eddie would admit that I think himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've become Mal's vice captain. Uh, almost a bit more behind the scenes work is the honest answer. Yeah. Um, bit of organisation behind the scenes out Mally out, and then it, the lads have all gelled together really, really well. Um, and it's been really good fun. I think that's been part of the focus. Have a bit more fun, um, but play really hard cricket on the pitch, and then enjoy the socialising off it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been, it's been good. It's been good fun. And then um, Eddie's still part of that leadership group. There's, you know, to be honest, you, if you watch, you watch us play cricket, you'll see Mal make decisions and me and Eddie running around trying to get his attention because uh, we disagree uh, mm. with what's going on. And Mal will either say yes or no. Most of the time it's a no. I, I say, oh, Mal, we'll have, I'll have a leg slip in here. And he's just like, no, Stevie, calm down, son, calm down, son. Uh, and then he sends me off to fill the extra cover and then tells me I'm in the wrong position again. But it's all good fun. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy looking from the outside looking in as a former Sentinel player how do you feel that Sentinel have progressed in the last few years I think I was very impressed the season I left um, with the way they coped after losing quite a lot of players um, obviously we left for our I, I speak for me and Zim we both left for our reasons and went up a level which I, I don't begrudge anyone for moving on do, doing something like that so um, but um Obviously, they recruited well. I think he's, you mentioned Johnny Evans there. I mean, I've got to be honest with you, I can't believe the success he's having. And it's mm. not that I don't believe in his ability. What a step up. And he's done brilliant. Mm. I think Jimmy Shaw was a fantastic signing. Yep. And a gr- I think personally, one thing about Sentinel is they're all good lads. Mm. They're good blokes. Uh, they're all very similar. Get on well. I think they're, they're, they're off the pitch. They're as close as friends. Mm. And I think Jimmy Shaw brings that extra dimension because mm. he's just such a nice lad. Isn't he? Mm. Everyone gets on with him. Um, but again I, I just think the club looks like now it's in a better position than it was when we were there in my opinion behind the scenes I think it just looks very strong Steve the work he does the work the work Sentinel do as a club it, they're very strong and I, I I can see a lot of success coming I, I think they probably need a couple more players the overseas they've had the last two years have been magic they've been superb players mm. and it makes a big difference at that level of cricket so I, I hear all the time people moan or oh, teams getting overseas over you're playing the best cricket in Shropshire Shropshire Prem cricket that overseas makes a big difference to, to every club 
And the clubs that don't have them, mm. they, they don't like it, but they, they end up going going down and getting relegated, don't they? I think we, we probably regretted it when we were in the Birmingham League that we didn't get an overseas over. I think that was a big, big mistake. Elliot, can you remember Elliot Hitchin? I remember him smashing the ball at knock-in in a 2020 knockout yeah, thing, yeah. and, he, and he hit the back of Bob Deuce's car yeah. and, and smashed the windscreen. I've never seen a ball go through two windscreens. Yeah, it, well, so, <laughs> so, in the same car. So they didn't replace him, and I think the entire time I was there, without being disrespectful to the, the lads that come over, the overseas that come over, uh, they were nothing like the mm. likes of Kyle and, um, and Mickey this year. And I think we probably would have had a chance to get promoted if, if they were there mm. when all of us were together. Um, you know, you never know, but it's all ifs and buts, and I'm just glad they're rebuilding and, and they're still doing well and they're still pushing. I mean, last season they were there all the way to the end of the season. We're, Keep it going. We're, we're close. I think we yeah. we lost a couple of, from my opinion, we lost a couple of key games in the middle of the season. That we mm. and Shelton always seem to turn us over at home. And they mm. they step up against us at home particularly, and it's a great game. The atmosphere at the ground's great. We lost to Wellington as well. Um, I didn't play that game. I was away, but. We just lost those two, and it just lost a bit of momentum when we were we were playing well, um, and then but then we you know we went to Ludlow away with a young side and, and not our strongest side, and we managed to turn them over quite mm-hmm. convincingly actually. So you know to win by 60, 70 runs at, yeah. at Ludlow is a good win, I think. Can I just so, just ask, obviously, like obviously um, in the team, I wouldn't say there's a lack of experience, there's enough experience in there, but what does Shane Gwilt still bring to the first team? Because obviously him being in the team, I look at sometimes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Shropshire's Premier. Oh yeah! After that outswing apology, bowler. yes. So Shropshire's <laughs> premier outswing bowler. His experience in the team. It, do you think? Um, how, well, I've lost my words now. How much of a help has he been the last couple of years? Where you've lost Seamers and you've obviously had to go back back to Shane. And over the years, he's he's just it keeps having having to happen. Like he keeps coming back in the team. And obviously, looks like he does a great job. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Really, his his attitude is is second to none and that, that the way he drives he's yeah. so driven and competitive and he knows his role he knows his like any experienced cricketer right? we learn our limitations we know what our strengths are you know his outswing bowling is definitely a strength um, <laughs> and, 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 and he plays to it really well and the team work around him you know like it's, he's a great guy to have around he's fun in the changing rooms he's brought some of that fun energy back I mean, if you've seen, he takes selfies every single week, oh, and it is, yeah. and it is, and actually, it's become part of the fun of the cricket, right? It's, yeah. Shane brings his phone out. He's always supposed to be on time at cricket. Shane's never on time at cricket, very <laughs> unless well, it's rare when he's on time. But the phone comes out in the middle of Mal's team speech at the start of it, and and it's, it's actually good fun. It just sometimes breaks the ice. Do you know what I mean? And he's yeah. competitive, isn't he? You played with him. Oh, he's got a drive, and yeah, he's he a, speaks, he's a good speaks guy. well, doesn't he? He just speaks in very the clearly, room. Yeah. I think they're very lucky. You've got characters at the club. Like Mal, um, he's just he's sort of one of the boys. But one thing with Mal is he'll go around every to everyone in, a, in the space of a game, all eleven of you, and just tell you how good you are. Yeah. And sometimes you look at it and you think he's full of shit. But it's actually, actually, it's man management, and you do look at him and go, "Yeah, cheers, Mal. I am, you know, I am good." <laughs> and it just it makes you feel so good. But you watch him go on to the next bloke, and then you think. He's telling him the same bullshit he just told me, but <laughs> but hey, and we all he believe speaks, it. Yeah, he speaks so well. Mal, You're my favourite, but don't he, tell yeah, the others. He's a brilliant, brilliant man manager, Mal. Yeah. And uh, you know, with Eddie's experience, I mean, setting a field, Eddie's phenomenal. You got yourself, obviously. You're you're Mr. Nice Guy, I would say. On the pitch, you're yeah, probably well, Mr. Nice Guy, and then you've got know, yeah, and then uh, like with Shano's experience, it's just there's a lot of experience there. So hopefully, players like Johnny Evans can keep <laughs> developing, and you know. 
Stevie, yeah, Mr. Nice well. Guy. I remember when Mr. I was playing nice when guy. I was playing against him, <laughs> playing against him, uh, Alberbury versus Sentinel in the hundred. I think I'd like. <laughs> um, I think it was Kyle Klein was bowling against me. Bowled a couple short and wide ones, and I've swung and missed it. Two of them. Steve's gone. Don't be afraid to have it. Go and hit it early. It's a bit quick for you, mate. Yeah, Stick well, luckily, I caught, caught the next one. It went for four, <laughs> but completely by the edge, so I can't really claim it. But um... Take every run. Every run counts, mate. That's what it's in the book, mate. Didn't say it was an edge in the book, mate. It doesn't. Hurley did his boycott impression in a 100 yeah. over game. 100 ball game that day. Love it. Happy with his 24 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> strike, strike rate of 30. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was dire for all. Uh, I got clapped off and i just went don't clap that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah let's uh let's address the elephant in the room or the ship in the room shall we say how much um (laughs) how much motivation did uh shropshire banter for sport give you when he obviously posted or she posted of uh, about sentinel being a a sinking ship none no uh this is we're talking about this last season yeah it was yeah it was it was a big drive and actually we uh we actually keep joking we always have a bit of a joke in the in the changing room. Oh, are we safe yet, lads? Are we safe yet, lads? And we always joke, should we go on the Sabrina for end of season two? But as we went out this year, good fun on the last night at yeah, town. It it's yeah. always good fun last night of the cricket season. So maybe the Sabrina, we'd end up probably in the river and there yeah. wouldn't be a cricket that club wouldn't left. Be good. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to still go on the odd night out with the boys. They're just absolutely it brilliant. Was, it was very good. I remember yeah, being two class. parts, which for anyone who's seen me out in town, past a certain point, would realise that that's not a... No, no, are you sure? <laughs> but uh, no, only during cricket season, though. Weird. No, um, but anyway, enough about that, and let's get on to the main part of the show, guys. And let's get on and let's talk about the new 2023 Shropshire County Cricket League structure. Okay, so the moment we've all been waiting for, and we go on to the leagues. So, first of all, starting with the Prem and Div 1 and Div 2. Um, so, First of all, maybe say that Division 6 and below will be announced at a later stage. And when we do that, I will be recording that reaction with the extra pod, guys. Um, so, we've got the Prem, Div 1, Div 2, Div 3, Div 4, Div 5, Sunday, Divs 1, 2 and 3 that have been announced. Starting off, so in the Prem, we've got Wem who have come down. And the two sides from Division 1 have come up. So Shrewsbury 2nd 11 and Bridgenorth 2nd 11. And then in Division 1, we've got three sides that have gone down. Those being Oswestry, Allscott Heath 1st 11 and Schiffnell 2nd 11. And then we have two sides that have come up from Division 2. Those being Lillishaw 1st 11 and Roxeter 1st 11. So guys... First of all, concentrating on Div 1 and the Prem, what are our thoughts? Good decisions there. Obviously, when your former club, Andy, one of your many former clubs now, (laughs) going to be playing their trade back in the Shropshire Prem, how are they going to be looking next season? Do you think that they're going to regain a lot of their players? I mean, they're all pretty much Wem lads, aren't they? So I don't suspect it'll be too much of a different side than we'd normally see with yeah, I'm not. I'm not really hearing anything about anyone else leaving um, from the first team. So I'd have thought they'll go with they'll go full strength for next season. Hopefully they'll be getting a, a top over season. Obviously they always do, uh, and they make they always make a big difference in the prem. When 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 they've won it, they've had a very very good overseas. Um, but you look at the league. Strong. It's, it's very strong, and it's going to be very hard to. I mean, 
obviously when we went down, some of the things that went through my mind uh, before I left um, were, you know, can we go straight back up and bounce back up? Unfortunately, with the playoff system and stuff like that, it just it makes it so hard. And looking at the league table, there is some really good clubs in there. And I think through the restructure, I've always stood by it and said that over the next few years, over the next few years, um, I think this, this league's going to get stronger and stronger. Um, and uh, and it, it looks like it is. And I think it is getting stronger. I think the Shropshire Prem has always been a very, very strong league. But yeah, looking at it now, that's, that's going to be a hell of a season. Yeah, so we've got Wenfurst 11 in there, Ludlow, Whitchurch, Quat, Sentinel, Wellington, Maidley, Newport, Shelton, St George's, all first 11s. <laughs> then we've got Shrewsbury's 2s and Bridgenall's 2s. So uh, what what news about Graham Wag then? Will Waggy be applying his trade in the Shropshire Prem next season? Uh, no, I think um, Graham's deal come to an end, probably due to the fact we went down. Mm. Um, I don't think he's involved with Shropshire this year. I think he might be playing for Devonshire, so oh. I think that's the move he's made. And obviously, with all the um, uh, through the through playing for Shropshire, obviously you, you can only have two. I think it's two wild cards mm. uh, that play for you. So uh, I think he'll have to go and probably you know play his uh, trade in uh, in in Devon, maybe in the Devonshire League or something mm. like that. I don't know, um, but yeah, he will not be. Uh, playing for for Wem next season. That'll be a fun drive for him. Um, yeah, well, he, he mate, he came from Cardiff every week mm. to play for us. I think, to be honest with you, he, obviously he's a fantastic cricket. We've learned hell of a lot from him, and he was a great bloke, like top top bloke. But to drive from Cardiff for every game, I I wouldn't fancy it. Mm. Cardiff's a good night out there. Yeah, it's a cracking night. We we actually went out in Cardiff. We had a cracking night out, team night out, and I've got to be honest, going out with the Wem boys is absolutely class like that it's such a good crack and a great night out and we all went out and uh, waggy got us tickets to the hundred and we all know what waggy's like he's a little unreliable he doesn't answer his phone a lot anyway god knows what happened to him but the next day we didn't hear a wink out of him and we all turned up to the cricket thinking oh we've all got tickets he sorted us out tickets 13 tickets for all the lads no there was none Turn up, sold out. And we were like, oh, no. But luckily, it wasn't even a sellout. I, I just don't think they were selling all the tickets. But luckily, we got tickets for the game. Ne- oh. Didn't see him until the next Saturday. <laughs> Honestly, he was literally just non-stop. You, you didn't stop talking about him because he was always doing something. There was always something going on. It was just oh, comedy value. So, looking at that Premier Division, that's going to be tasty next season, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, there's well, some good sides in there already. And then you add in the unknown quantities, I would say, of, of second teams in there. You never know how strong second teams can be. Mm. Um, and you've got those sides that are, have been at the bottom of well, the bottom half of that table are, are getting better. Sides mm. like Shelton, Newport, you know, St George's, that, that they are good sides. And on their day, they could beat any team. And that's in any team, can anyone could beat anybody in that league. And that I think that was proven last year. You know, you've got the top three or four. We were one of them. But sides would turn us over, and and similarly they would turn other teams over as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and it came it got became closer and closer because Ludlow were, were breezing it at one stage, weren't they? With mm. five six games ago, it was all in their hands, and it was it one or two points difference. Mm. Yeah. Well, the end there's some going to be some good cricket next year. Oh, um, and the, like you said, beef, the overseas makes a difference yeah. in, in that in that standard. I don't know if Machinga's coming back to Wellington. I mean, he's a good cricketer. Yeah. Um. So I think Jason Oakes might be coming back for. Next season, mighty. Oh, okay, 
He's got I think a, so. He's got a pro deal though, isn't he, over in South Africa? Oh, uh, so right, I don't, okay. I don't, again, I don't know how that well, works. All I, all I knew was he was going home early. But I, I assume he's coming back next season because he, he is some player. That'll be good for him, yeah. Um, and a great guy, which is almost worse. <laughs> <laughs> Rubs it into you. Hard to hate, yeah. Yeah, hard to hate this bloke. Yeah. The main news, I guess, for me, we all knew that when we're going to be coming down from the Birmingham League, how many other sides were going to be joining them? We're assuming at this stage it's just Wem, unless we hear anything different. But I would assume that the. The league wouldn't have announced these without any Birmingham League prior approval. So we've got former Birmingham League side, not last season, but the season before, applying their trade in Birmingham League Division 2, finding themselves in Shropshire Division 1, Oswestry First Eleven, joined by Old Scott Heath First Eleven, a side who have performed well and have found themselves kind of improving year on year in the Prem. Um, and also joined by Schiffnall Second Eleven, a tough year last year for... Schiffnell, um wow. Uh that's that's a, that's gonna be a bit of a shock to the system for Oswestry and it's gonna be a real oh wow, to have to have a side of the calibre like Oswestry in Division One, it's gonna be a game all the Division One teams will be wanting to play in, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean obviously we played Austria last year and had two really, really close games against them and I and I actually didn't think they would be in this position. Um and there's going to be a lot of those sides, I think, in Division One that are going to have to, well, they're going to have to really step up against them because they're a good young side, and they're only going to get better if you're a young side, right? They they, they were well led last year as well. I think they just fell a bit shy of some results. So it will be interesting to see how sides go against them, particularly you know your Franktons, your Newtowns, your Cunns. They've got their own way of playing, haven't they? Mm. Um, but you have to be able to adapt against the bigger, better sides. So we'll see how they go. But it's great for Shropshire cricket in a way. I know it's. It's not so great for Oster Street, but it's great for for the clubs that get to play them. I and mean, a lot of these teams wouldn't have played at Oster Street for a long, long no, time exactly. in that, on a Saturday. So how great is that in an, in another sense, yeah. right? Mm. Yeah, about growing the game sometimes, and yeah, and all Scott, you know, all Scott are all Scott. Yeah, yeah. they are a great bunch of lads, and they will always do well in that yeah. standard. Cal Quarter Bingo there for anyone who's playing. Great <laughs> bunch of lads. We got one in there. Yeah. Um, so Division One. He's looking at Oswestry first eleven, Old Scott Heath first eleven, Schiffnell second eleven, Bomer Heath first eleven, Wellington twos, Chirk ones, Frankton ones, Newtown ones, Kund ones, Worfield twos, Lillishaw ones, Rochester ones. Now that is pretty much mm. a mixture of elite level second elevens and sides that used to fight it out in the Prem, kind of yeah. lower lower bottom half, but still. Still some very good sides in there and it's it's going to be one hell of a division there. And uh, yeah, Shrewsbury and Bridge North are the two sides that have gone up. Now, I have it on very good authority that with this decision, the league actually contacted Bridge North and asked them what they wanted to do. And basically the captain of Bridge North said that with them losing quite a few players in the ones and apparently there's a few players from the two stepping down to play threes um, and there being a bit of a rebuild year for their twos he, they said that um, and the club really it sounds like um, that it would do them better to play in division one and that they would fear that if they played in the prem that they would get spanked every week and it would be of no use to them or the club and they also said if you want the strongest prem in Shropshire cricket to have Oswestry there. Now, then, for the league then to go to committee and vote four to three, I hear oh, it wow. was. That's and 
Bridge North then got themselves promoted and then Osler Street went <clears throat> down. Now, lot to unpick about this decision. Do you think that the committee would have picked that based on what they were going to do over other divisions or do you think that they would have done it on a... Well, I obviously don't know this. I could have asked the league, but I didn't. Mm. Uh, but from the outside looking in, I'm sure someone will tell us. But um, do you reckon that they've done that? Something that they wanted to keep the structure across uh, the prone to division four? Or do you think that they will have looked at it division by division? I think it's a, it's a really tough discussion because we spoke about it a few weeks ago didn't we on the last podcast and I mean I had it out with you a little bit about the big club little club mentality that we were talking about and I said no clubs too big to be relegated and to be honest with you hearing that about Bridge North saying next season they'd probably rather stay in Division 1 um, it would have been a lot easier just to leave it as it was mm. but I think you know going two up it's just the way it should be. It's it's in the start of the season. That's that's the sort of guideline. Two two up, two down. Obviously, with Wem coming down, completely change things. But it, it's going to be a tough year for both of them, really. Because also, I tell you what, it's not going to be a walking apart from them. No. I think they're a good side. Are they going to keep all their youngsters? Are they all going to stay there? Do you think? I, I that's think a big question. That is a big question. Like, um, what and, kind of impact do these promotions? Yeah. Are, you know, for some sides, you know, like we've seen Roxeter. They've just bounced back I think, and gone I think, up and up and up and, and it's been yeah. very good for them. But I mean, yeah. I when think, it's, I think for them it was, you know, the league had relegated them, whereas yeah. kind of Oswald Street, it's kind of come through performance yeah. and a fall in. I think a know. lot of clubs have rebuilt though, like you're just mm. saying there, like the Rocksters and the, I mean, Lillishaw, I, I could see them being top half and, and pushing. They're a very strong side. I mean, they've got some, some really good players. Yeah, hard to say, um, good player, yeah, they've got some really good players and then, you know, you got the likes of Frankton. You never know what they're going to do. If they're going to get another overseas, which I, I would have thought they will. Frankton, if, if they'd have kept their overseas last season, yeah. If they had do we that, say yeah. that they're playing in Division One well, this they, year? They, they'd yeah, be. Yeah, but where would they have been? He was yeah. scoring runs for fun, exactly. So exactly, but I mean, you got Allscott. I mean, Allscott. I, I spoke to uh, Jack Casey of a week. Um, obviously, he's loving life there, uh, and they're a club that they've started the build for mm. their new um, their new pavilion. That's a club on the up. I think on the field they still lack a few players, but I think they'll recruit. If if you've got a brand new Pavy going up, Jace Allen does a shit hot job on their pitch. They're gonna have another pitch. I think they've already got another pitch, but I think they're gonna use the other mm. pitch as well. Yeah. I think it's it's a club on the up, and you know Schiffnell two's coming down. Obviously they've recruited quite well, hopefully, and uh, and it looks it looks like you know with, with their recruitment that bolsters the squad again. I keep saying it. These these teams, I mean, the likes of Shrewsbury, as long as the first team fulfil a side and a, a really mm. good side, the twos are just going to benefit and be very strong, aren't they? You know, um, it's a tough league, but Oswestry, wow. I I really I look at it and I think seeing Oswestry in Division Two, here Division One. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Who'd have thought? But then, look, I mean, I'm not club bashing, but when yeah. it happened to Wellington, yeah, yeah, and they've come down, they've solidified. If you actually look at yeah. how strong they are, Division One, a Prem, third team, second yeah, team, yeah. division below, third team, etc. So yeah. they're slowly building, and some clubs build quicker, some build they slower. Do, yeah. um, back to your point about Oswald Street, will they keep the young lads? I would, if I was Oswald Street, I would like to think they would. And yeah. when we've played there, and some of the lads play there, they seem to be Oswald Street lads through and through. Um, I don't know what, what, for example, like Robbie Clark, where he's going to play his cricket next year. Obviously, he came back and he's a good player and he captained the side well in the second half of the season. They just didn't get the results. Um, 
interested, and obviously mm. your point was about two up, two down, right? But they have to be consistent. So yeah. how's the league going to sort that out? They can't just mm. pick a match, and you've got to look across the balance of the whole league, haven't you? Mm. The whole structure of, of the league. And I think you, don't, you, you also don't look... For, for me, obviously it's nice of them to have asked Bridge North. It's, it's, a, it's a funny thing that they've asked them and they've said they want to... They don't. They sort of don't want to go up, and they've yeah. still said. Like, I, I, know, I, I do. I do, I do hear. Vote. I do hear that Bridge North are possibly looking at the fact of whether they can appeal the. Right. Okay. Is what I think. Well, but also clubs. Look, I, clubs I, have got yeah. to look after themselves as well. There's, of lots, of, there's lots of, of things going do. on here, isn't there? But from the league's point of view, yeah. I review Andy. I think they've got to be consistent. They have to. They make a decision, and league placings yeah. generally don't lie. Um, in a table. Yeah. Whether, and what happens in the off season? They can't. The league cannot control that, can they? No. The structure's gone exactly just, the same yeah. as I actually f- said it would go. Mm. I said it would be there'd, there'd be two going up, so there's going to mm. go three down. And um, one thing I, I spoke to Rob Davis, good mate of mine, uh, Robbie from uh, from Rockster, and I really like. I, I keep saying it. I would have been gutted if they didn't go up because mm. I think they really deserve it. Because a couple of years ago they were a bit hard done by. Again. I, I never mock the league for what they do because they're a committee. You know, if I got a problem, join them. That's mm. that's what they keep saying. If you got a problem, someone go and join them because mm. cause that's you know that's when you get your yeah. input. But for Rockster to go up, that that's one team out of all that. I'm so chuffed for them. I'm, yeah, I'm buzzing for them. I think playing devil's advocate, you could say from the other point of view, you could say is you could have quite easily just promoted the one from the prem, demoted the two, and then you could still demote three from Division One mm. and promote two and you look at how you know the jump as you've mentioned off air and andy Mm. you've mentioned before you know there's a jump between div two and div one there's a serious jump between div one and the prem and now you know we've had the second 11s go up every Mm. year and they've come straight back down not to say that this won't be any different but you know you would like i said last time i think and especially with everything that's going on, I know they're probably not going to look at what's going on in the off season yeah. in regards to the club. But well, you'd, you'd think you'd, you'd, the, the league could make it a lot easier for themselves. I think with these with these decisions, and it get, and some, I'm not I'm not saying like you you know when you when you go and watch a football match, for example, the best referees are the ones that you don't notice, kind of thing, you know. Mm. And it's you know it, it could have you know could have relieved a lot of pressure off their back i know that they got to make tough decisions and like you said you know you volunteer into things like that but i think sometimes maybe i like again like you said two up at the beginning of the mm. season they're the two best teams in div one so yeah they deserve to go up but i it, think with the yeah. with what it's caused and what you know <laughs> one, one what thing, it, how it could affect the two clubs you know one thing though in the off season though that everyone's got to always remember this that they they don't know all your business, mm. what you're doing, the players you've lost. Bridge North have obviously lost players. They obviously asked Bridge North because mm. they obviously saw it as a point where they maybe thought we should maybe leave Oswestry in the league. It's been voted in. But what I'm saying is if Bridge North all of a sudden bang overnight, they signed three or four players, mm. well, they, they could probably absolutely hammer Division One. And is that fair? Like, it, that's what they've got, the committee got to look at. It's so difficult for them because. It's happened. It's happened before. Teams have dropped down leagues, mm. and they and they go and hammer it. And you're like, well, wait a minute. You know, it all depends on the club's intentions, in my opinion. Yeah. It comes down to what clubs are going to do. So, and I'm not saying people are dishonest, uh, but if if Bridge North have said what they said, and they actually think, for the sounds of it, they want to bring youngsters into that second mm, team yeah. to strengthen their first team, right? Which makes 
they're playing Burnley cricket. You played against them, must yeah. be a good side. Like I've seen them netting um, last season, they look a good side. But you've got to have your juniors playing at the right level. And if they're getting spanked every week, like that's mm. no good for them, and they'll and they'll lose interest mm. in cricket. And sometimes the league have probably got a. For me, they've got a responsibility to look after the wider game, mm. um, and that's where the, the argument comes. Do they listen to the club or do they stick to the rules that they've set out at the start of the season? Well, one thing obviously I always talk about, I've always talked to Hurley about it, we always discuss it every time really, uh, it's like the, the distance between the first team and the second team. Now, like obviously, now I've moved to Schiffnell, Schiffnell are in Division 1, the standard between Division 1 and the Birmingham League is obviously massive, it would have been even bigger last year. Oh no, they, yeah, they got relegated, sorry, so it would have been the same gap, but when when you're playing, say, Div 1, Birmingham League, and your, your twos are in, say, Division 1 or Division 2, the step is huge, so... I think it's like a benefit. I mean, Shrewsbury, obviously, their lads are going to benefit because the second teamers, they're playing in the Prem. And I'm sure they can... I, I bet they're looking through the Prem at the moment at players who they think could probably step up to the Birmingham League and they probably say to him, look, if you're not playing in the, the first, you're playing in the twos in, in the Prem still. Mm. So you've got the best of both worlds sort of thing. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you think that this structure is going to impact on recruitment? Well, recruitment's always an interesting topic, right? Yeah, because people yeah, make moves for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. So some people want to best themselves. Like, I mean, the man on the right is we're probably going to play shift or two in Division One and play lower than me next Shut year. Shut up, right? you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's vice captaincy role duty over here. He's not even talking about it off air. Uh, yeah. No, but some people want to move, to, and they're allowed to be. People are allowed to be selfish, right? right? Yeah. yeah. And, and we've this is it's a difficult debate. Is it? Some people move because they move location. Mm-hmm. Some people move to play high. Some people move because they just need a change. I'm sure if we talk about transfers later, that that, that the people move for that reason. But I think recruitment is a big thing, and everyone's recruited, right? I mean, I'm part of a senior leadership, senior leadership. You know, I'm part of a senior role. We talk about um, recruitments and, and who we're going to target, and if they're going to come, you've got to be likely as well. Who's going to go, right? Who is exactly. actually going to move? And there are some really seriously good players in Division One, Two. If you're a Plem club, that you can yeah. recruit, and uh, mm. people, you've got to look at location. So I don't know, but lots so, of things, aren't there? Yeah. So finishing off, finishing off these two divisions, uh, we got a question. We asked for some listener questions. Uh, the first one we asked, I forgot to mention earlier, was Hugh Morris. He he asked, "Will Graham Wags stay at Wem?" Uh, the second one that we've got is from As. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
um, who asks, do people really believe that Oswestry have been hard done by? Uh, it's, again, it's a real tough one, but I think the rules are two up, two down. Mm. What, the, the, the trouble with this new Birmingham League format, hopefully, touch wood, teams will not come down from the Birmingham League again. Like, as a Shropshire, Shropshire uh, League player, I don't want to see teams come down. Mm. For, I want them to stay in there and do really well because... The standard of cricket's fantastic, and to see teams—I mean, God, playing last year, Worthfield started badly. Then they got Will Rhodes in. You know, it, not saying it was just him that kept them up, but playing a Saturday against Warwickshire's captain is fantastic. Like you know, yeah. but obviously that's put a bit of a spanner in the works, and I don't think the league have done anything wrong there. The only thing yeah. I think they have been hard done by a little bit is the fact that if Bridge North didn't want to go up. It would have been a simple fix to just yeah. go Oswestry stay, Bridge North go. I think I think moving forwards, what they'll probably do if I well if I was the league, but I'm not the league, so you join, the committee, join, join the, the committee, join the committee, join the committee. You what you got to do, <laughs> I, think I think you should hurl the voice of hurl, no, the voice of reason. They probably no, haven't got no, a social media no, person. Yeah. They can sort them out, Hurley. <laughs> they do, they do. He's the guy who does the Ludlow uh, cricket Twitter as well. Um, does he do podcasts? <laughs> no, he's actually been on uh, Matt Porter. We had oh, him we on. had Matt oh, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I heard that one. He's, he spoke uh, well. Um, but yeah, so what I was going to say is I think one of the things is they, sh- you know, one of the main things I've heard from other people is that there was no kind of if it's two up, two down, unless these scenarios. And I think they need to yeah. outline the scenarios for next season and just be like, if two teams come down from the Birmingham League, if one side comes down from the Birmingham League and just the various scenarios that we've got these things in positions that people know where they're at. I, I you am... know, you go in you go into the season, you go into that final game of the season knowing, right, fucking hell, we need Werfield to pull it out yeah. here. We need Wem to go on a run it or if when we're going down, right, shit, we need to finish I'm pretty sure they don't fourth bottom. don't want to be going through this every year though. I'm pretty sure as a committee they hate this situation that they're in because yeah. they, they want to make it easy. I, I bet they want to turn up and just go, right, two up, two down, done. Yeah. But the whole Wem going down situation just puts a big spanner in the works. And let's yeah. be honest Fucking as well. Fucking hell, Andy. Why yeah. didn't you get... Why did you <laughs> well, not? Why don't we just stay Just up? stay healthy. Yeah. Keep Wem up. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, the, the, only, the only other thing is though... <laughs> I blame Andy. I, what I, about you, Steve? 100%. You didn't take enough wickets, did he? Yeah. I know, I know. His hamstring was bad, but his arm was all right, eh? Hey, yeah. you yeah. doing <laughs> I kept the bar right. <laughs> he, he propped the bar up, but the, uh, oh, yeah. your brain was junior cricket. He wasn't taught I'd be fit enough and all that. I could have been 20 miles an hour quicker if I'd been coached properly. Yeah. <laughs> Probably good. But yeah, it's, like, it's one of those it things as well. It's lump. got, you know, it's it, it has sparked a wider debate into uh, the impact that the Birmingham League does have on Shropshire cricket and whether people want it to be a closed shop or you know so you have your teams mm. who are in the Birmingham League and then people have to apply to get in and some people just saying that Shropshire should just pull out of it altogether and have everyone back and just have a Shropshire Shropshire League in itself I think, a, I, I think <laughs> a, a few of the Birmingham League clubs would have something to say about that because mm. uh, I don't think they'd want to I mean, the likes of Shrewsbury and that I don't it's something in the future you never know might happen, but mm. I, I would have thought a few clubs might try and go the other way and just stay in the Birmingham League and mm. say, no, we're not having anything to do with the Shropshire League because <laughs> it, the standard difference is unbelievable and it's brilliant cricket. Mm. So looking at, you go, we've kind of spoken about Division 1, but not at the same time, but looking at that division, you know, Bowmere, Wellington, Chirk, Frankton, Newtown, Lillishall and Roxeter, I mean, I think they're potentially going to be some of the 
strongest from what I've heard they sound like the strongest sides coming up to Div 2 for well since Chirk probably and Wellington well so basically in the two years mm. but yeah no it's good to see them going up um, and hopefully they'll give it a good go and survive this season I wouldn't want to say anything about predictions because that's another pod for another yes. time uh, moving on to Division 2 or it's now known as the Premier Division in Shropshire County Cricket the one everyone wants to play in so in this division we've got Albury first eleven top already fantastic <laughs> it stop alph- it is alphabetical stop order stop right? the press I know it's not. <laughs> stop oh, the it's season not. now <laughs> well done Lara well done Lara <laughs> Alberbury first 11, Chelmarsh first 11 and Shelton second 11 are the sides that have come down from Division 1 and Trisel and Albrighton uh, the sides that have come up from Division 3. So these sides then join Ellesmere first 11, Beacon first 11, Ponsby first 11, Wellington third 11, Forton first 11, Knocken first 11 and Sentinel second 11. So yet again, this is pretty much like the old Division 1 with a few extra slightly better second 11s and a th- and a very good third 11. Steve, your knocking connection, uh, it looks like the days of all you bet you'd love to play in that division this year, mate. Hey, I, I actually did play in that division last year. I played one game in the, for the seconds. <laughs> it was great, actually. Um, yeah, that's a really strong side. I mean, you've got, you know, Shellmarsh, strong side, yeah. yeah. And we, mm. play, we play Hoppers and Connor these days they're going to be a real force we reckon with I think he he's definitely chose to stay so has he I was Ma- going to say what's yeah. he, you know what's he going to I tapped him up trying to get him to go to Wem because the lad's got so much ability but he is so happy with his mates and that's alright right and I got no issue with that no issue with that it's have, just, he has got bags of ability and I'm glad he plays for grasshoppers because we get to see the best of it I have heard that Star's been approached um, okay who's he, he been approached by Star, he? he waxed some Big six is that big boy. He's a very good player, but I, I I look at him and I think if they keep their exact same team, I think they got a chance of winning that league. Definitely, we've all. I mean, all we've come down and you're a you're a very good, having played a lot against all mm. knocking knocking Albury rivalry early is quite mm. a quite a big one, right? Um, yeah, it's quite it's, it's, it's a, friendly it's a friendly rivalry. Though. Right? It's two similar style clubs mm. that play against very different pitches. I may add, <laughs> yes, and that's Albury, yeah. that's Albury's improved. Fletch has done a great job it mm. still doesn't look like a test wicket like knocking no. does Jeez, like knocking is possibly the best track outside of the Prem I think it might well be I mean I'm Sentinel's a really good pitch but I, the knocking pitches hold well together yeah, like they, they hold really well together does Barry still do the pitch though H- or? I think it's Higgy actually. Higgy, Higgy now it's Higgy nice, and Barry between nice them. place to play. play I would say the Royal mm. Hill as well best Best kept secret. In Best, yeah, yeah, very good, very good post. I got to say, post match circuit there. All the stick I give you, mate. It is sad to see Albury and Div Two. Mm. It's been one thing I've always, always given them credit for is they've they were just they were fourth in the league. I can't remember how many years running, mm. and I think that's a credit to them because the amount of times the league's changed and changed and changed over the last few years with the restructure and they've just always stayed in Div mm. 1 you see teams like Beacon struggled and now they're I think they're on a rebuild I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they do well this year I think they could be a good side Yeah, I, but it, it is sad it is sad mate to see them there but it's, it's great I think you look at that and that is village cricket clubs yeah. Yeah. doing well and some of those village clubs will surprise you know Wellington thirds yeah they were third team but they were good side oh good okay. they got, they're good all the way down good juniors. Mate, yeah. you've got you know Fortin are still a good side okay they've got yeah. some talented cricketers there 
Um, obviously, you've got knocking yeah. my, my, my home club. Um, Trizel, I Trizel with yeah, you know, Mugs and, and, and they ex Prem side as well. All Brighton, big well, club that are on the way. It's good to see All Brighton there because we've spoke about them for quite some time and just sort of over the last few years, looking at where they've been. I keep I keep looking at Division 3 or Brighton because I mm. just remember the days we used to play against and the battles we had and just mm. Shimo like and he's I'll tell you what mate, mate he's still doing it he played indoor the other day against us and, uh, yeah against us bloody hell he's still class oh, he's yeah, still yeah. bowls just that nagging length he's still quite nippy hmm. he's credit to him he keeps himself bloody fit yeah it's yeah it's it's sad because I think from an Albury perspective you know we, we weren't out of many games you know we you know, availability is not the problem for Albury's. When availability is not great, it's shocking. Why do you always have five bloody weddings in the summer? Know, know, know. Why don't you have a wedding on a bloody Friday or know. a Wednesday? And the ever and the young farmers do every other month, oh, yeah, yeah. and then that wipes out all of Albury cricket. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's um, and but, but it's like last season. You know, we we competed. I've said this many times. We competed, and you know, we came close in a lot of games, but just couldn't see ourselves over the line. And I think that comes from a couple of seasons where we haven't quite put it together but you know I'm just hoping a season down in Division 2 maybe we find that winning form and then maybe that's what we need to push on but I you know I like I've said it for a long time I think the, the bottom of Division and Division 2 kind of you know you've got a lot of sides who used to play in and around the same standard with each other for a long time and you know you've got then the top half of Division 1 now I think is pretty much as it is you know you, you get it I think it's going to be rotated you know, who have the two teams that go up from Division One, unless they're outstanding, are probably going to be the two teams that come down. You know, I, I'd I'd love to be proved wrong, um, but yeah, um, that's that's pretty much how it how it's how it's going at the moment. But yeah, it's it, it's looking good. You know, Chelmarsh nearly did it. They had a fantastic comeback last season, and with Conor Glendening, you've got you've always got such a chance. Shelton second eleven didn't have the best of season last season yeah. again availability the problem for them really it's, it's with a good it's a good one for them yeah they, they, um, they, I, I think they I've got to be honest mate they've got some bloody good youngsters good mm. players at the club I, the only trouble is it's like a lot of teams I look at a lot of the teams it, there's a few like all uh, take for example we were talking about Div 1 before do you know like that yo-yo mm. team that go up and down up and down yeah. up and down because they've got so much ability in the squad yeah. I could see Shelton do that because I only see Shelton going one way and that's off I just think yeah. they get stronger every year but you look at you look at this division two and it's like fair enough in the last few years all from an Albury perspective we're the kind of best of the teams that have come down from division one so naturally you kind of look at that and say you know you've got to be backing yourselves to go up but i look at these teams you know chelmarsh gave us a good run you get we only you know we beat them because we got glenn denning out cheap twice you know mm. um so then you know and then shelton second 11 not the force last season, I think that they've been in previous seasons. You know, we've had hard games against Ellesmere. You know, they've got some fantastic bowlers, some good batsmen. You know, Beacon, fucking hell, like the the encounters we've had between them. You know, always tight. Ponsbury is kind of like our local rivalry with a little mm -hmm. bit of nibble, um, which which is all which are always fun games. Wellington third eleven. Now we all know the the quality that Wellington have across the club you know well, they 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 can on their on their day any Wellington side can beat any team in their division Forton first 11 haven't played them in a long time but I always remember them being a very good solid steady yeah. side you know 
Sentinel 2s, I've actually never played against them. But, I mean, if you've got the likes of Mal, Stevie, like, not saying that they play every week, but I've seen I've seen games <laughs> you've got. Yeah. You've got some fucking top players who would be playing in Div mm. 1 or for some Prem sides most weeks, turning up for the 2s, you know, along with some talented youngsters. And then, yeah, Trisel and I, all Brighton, sides who are coming up, getting promoted, you know, always come with confidence and... I just see it as a league that could go anyway, and I, you know, league, I'm, I'm looking for. I'm kind. Of, I'm really looking forward to it, and it's it's a new yeah. challenge. It's probably the most competitive league, I would say, out of the ones we've looked at so far. I said that's probably the most competitive league. I think. Mm. I think when you look at that league, the other leagues, you probably. Well, not on position yet, but no, I know. But you sort <laughs> of you could you could pick out who you think would be the top four, and you you probably wouldn't be far off. In that league, I I could not in the review will struggle with that league. Mm. I really think we'll struggle because I think any of them teams could. Oh, toss a coin, mate. Yeah. Toss a coin. Like you've seen these teams year after year. You know you've got knocking the Sentinel down there this last season, mm. but the season before they're at the top. Mm. <laughs> so it's 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 like yeah. it's it's like did way three, for did, thin. Did way three for next thin year different. is it? Hill? <laughs> <laughs> this time next year we're going to be talking about you and did three, are we? Well, you hey? never, you oh, never, yeah. I'd hope not, but you never know. <laughs> um, anyway, moving ourselves on to yeah Division Three as we've next mentioned. Year's so um, Ludlow second eleven and St George's second eleven and Montgomery first eleven. That's hard to see them down there. Uh, the tides that have got relegated mm. from mm. Division Three and the sides that have gone up well two sides that are seriously on the up and keep going up and up and up and up Colin first 11 and Brosley first 11 so they join Quat second 11 Walsh Ball first 11 Church Aston first 11 Willie first 11 Wem second 11 Oswestry second 11 Maidley second 11 now if you are listening to me and you're going why is he reading it out in that order that's the positions that they finished in last season so the first team uh, that I've mentioned will have finished third last year um so i mean again two bigish second 11s gone down there into division 3 and sad to see monty ones go down into div 3 but struggled a bit in the last few years it's a, it's a funny one really because obviously looking at i mean ludlow's the one i'll point out really because the success of the first team last season and i know that three have gone down so you know they may have fought that they did stayed up but you know, for them to be going down to Division Three after such a great season last season is very sad for the club. You know, obviously they they didn't even get through to the playoffs in the end through, through rules, which the rules were there. But that's a debate for another such, time again. Such <laughs> a, it's just, just sad, really, to see Ludlow seconds down there because the gap. I always go on about the gap and Wem Twos played played last year, tried to get back fit again, had a couple of games for the Twos. It's very sad to see him playing that standard of cricket when the first are in the Prem and. I keep saying it every year, but they need they need to win that league and get further up. But just looking at that league, the one team that really I think could have a great season is Colum. Colum are literally the beacon of old. When Beacon first started and they recruited, they had I think quite a few of the old MEB lads and a few, like a lot of the players were already decent cricketers and they were playing in Division Six or Seven when they first come in. And Steve Reese was at the helm and started the club. I've never seen a club as hungry as as Beacon were then until I've seen Colum. They look keen. They look like they want to go up, boom, through the leagues, all the way to the top. And I wouldn't be surprised if they can do a Beacon and get all the way up to Div 1 and even the Prem. You never know, do you? You do never know. And like they, 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 what have they gone up? Is it back-to-back they've gone up now? Is that right? Yeah, with, with, back-to-back, with, with yeah. Colum. So 
that as you said, winning is a habit, and that yeah. momentum and sides yeah. coming up are confident and and. Yeah, they've got so they've got some, some good cricketers. I know yeah. Daz Ellison's a good cricketer, isn't he? Yeah, his lad comes to Sentinel. Um, junior Cajun, he's a good cricketer. Mm. Trying to snap, trying to get him to play with us every year. He's he's always a no. Yeah, but good, yeah, it'd be interesting when to see on you know it is like you said, sad to see Monty mm. drop down. Oh, Love, yeah. lovely place to play cricket. We've all played probably a lot of cricket against them. Yeah. The only good thing about them going down is for the clubs in that league, mm. they get to go to Monty because I, honestly, I think it's a stunning place to play cricket. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. A lot and of clubs really, won't really, know where really the bloody place is. Well, they won't. Seriously, no, they won't no, know no, where no, the bloody place is. That won't will it? No, <laughs> no <way. laughs> They will. Oh, struggle to find great, that one. A really great club. Oh, beautiful ground. This is the one division, well, the first division, where it starts getting a bit mixed. Mm. We've got half and half in this division with half half second 11s, half first 11s. Mm. The first 11s, Monty, Welshpool, you know... Church Astor always best of the rest of the sides who have not been in the Prem Div one before. Mm. I'd say really, uh, they got Willie. Um, then obviously the new sides, Colum and Brosley, a side who, you know, a few years ago smashed pre-COVID, smashed it in Division Five. You know, brought in some really good players. Um, had a bit of an off season during the COVID uh, season, and then obviously brought in a few more players last season and doing better. And I've. I've heard that they've uh, brought in another big player uh, by the name of one James Ralph making the drop down from the Prem to Division 3. Now, this is a transfer rumour. But uh, I believe I've heard it from very many people. Uh, someone saying they even heard it from the horse's mouth himself. Wow. Um, so, Ralphie going back to Brosley, I hear, and mm. also on the recruitment charge. So... Put your division. money on Brosley, I'd say, probably. Yeah, didn't they win mm. Division 4 quite well then? Those two were a long way mm. on the top, yeah. weren't they, like Division 4? Yeah, Colin, Colin Victors, and like you said, they're, they've got some good players. Um, but yeah, it's, that's that's going to be tasty there. Beef, who's had more clubs, you or Ralphie? Um, it's 15 each, isn't it? Surely. <laughs> <laughs> You, you uh, tried no, to count them as well on his fingers, you can't <laughs> I, see. I think... that's, it, that's the only reason he left when to go to Shiffnall, you realise. He, he goes, Ralphie's going, uh, I've got to move on, I've got to I keep you, up. I'll tell you one thing. And I... he got his transfer news in quicker. Yeah. <laughs> I'll t- tell you one thing, I've earned a lot frigging less through cricket. I know that. <laughs> and that's no disrespect, Mr James Ralph, you're an absolute legend. Uh, it, uh, Possibly a reason I, behind I, that will work. I do, I, I do, he, he, he's had a, a few, uh, Probably a few pound notes in the past. <laughs> Still play there, right? Yeah, he's a good player. I'll tell you what, he's good friend of the podcast. You just as well, you heard it here, you heard it here first. He will be top wicket taker in that league with his leggies. Uh, yeah, spin, yeah, spin, spin. He spin, will spin. He's rip. Be a he will force. rip teams apart with his leggies. Right, uh, moving ourselves on to Division Four. So the three sides that have come down uh, from Division Three are Newport, Shifnal, and Harpers. So again, we're sticking to the two up, three mm-hmm. down across the league so far. And the two teams that have come up, Whitchurch second eleven and Shrewsbury threes, which, from my opinion, having played a bit in Division Five last season, justified. I think that's the right decision on that one. Uh, they will be joining Condover first eleven, Frankton second eleven, Wheaton Aston first eleven, Bridge North threes, Gillsfield first eleven, Hodnet first eleven, and Bishops Castle first eleven. So, guys, again, sticking to the three down, two up. I'll start this one because, yeah, with Whitchurch 2s and Shrewsbury 3s, by far and away the best sides in Division 5, mm. really. I mean, if you've ever listened to the extra pod, you'll know what I think about the rest of Division 5. You know, there's some good sides in there who, you know, due to availability, probably didn't go up, you know. Much Wedlock, Iscoid, uh, both did very well last year, probably 
are good enough to go up, but we'll we'll see. Uh, in Division 5 itself, we've got Calverhall first 11 who have come down along with Kai Glass first 11. Coming up from Division 5, we've got Bowmeheath second 11 and Beacon second 11 along with new starters to the Shropshire County Cricket League, Priors Lee first 11. More on that in a minute. Um, so they join Wellington 4th 11, Much Wenlock 1st 11, Iscoyden Fens Bank 1st 11, Clanid Lois, the hipster's choice, uh, Newtown 2nd 11, Church Stratton 1st 11, and St George's 3rd 11. So first of all, guys, two up, three down in Division 4, but in Division 5, only two have come down into that division. Isn't that through a team dropping out? Is that Acton Reynolds? I think Acton Reynolds were in Division 5 last season, weren't they? Four. So, was it four, was it? Reynolds, so they... were in, Reynolds were in four last okay, year. Okay, okay, right. So yeah, Reynolds, Reynolds have gone down along with, well, I, I'm assuming they've gone down. We haven't received anything to say otherwise. Division 6 and 7 are still waiting to be found out due to they, they Birmingham asked, League structure. Be, they want to start in the bottom division. I actually had the, the privilege of going to watch them um, we in the last game of the season. Yeah, I saw we you there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amber yeah. was playing. And to be honest with you, there's a there's a few old boys there that were there when I played and they're still going and they're still good cricketers, but it's a lot for them now, isn't it? You know, you watch a few of the lads running around. They are, they're aging and then, you know, they haven't really got the youth they used to have, have they? Reynolds were always good for kids when I was young and... Well, that's why I played first played against shame. you, was Reynolds. Yeah, Reynolds days, yeah. Well, I still, it. by the way, podcast never got me out, just for a record. <laughs> I thought you were about to say the same size. <laughs> you beat that bat, so you're just not good enough to edge it, mate. That's the, that's the crack. It's a skill, that is. Yeah. It's a skill. <laughs> this is where we kind of miss Joss to chirp in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we do miss Joss tonight, if you, uh, well, today. Yeah. I'm so used to saying tonight, we're actually doing this lunchtime it's yeah. just strange still got the beers out doing on a Saturday as well but yeah unfortunately Joss uh, down with cold flu man flu Covid so get well soon Joss um, but yeah so Alberbury second 11 have been relegated uh, along with knocking second 11 from division 5 but the biggest talking point with this one is Old Scott Heath second 11 have been relegated a side who did really well but they haven't been replaced by another side who did really well in Division 6, so could have got promoted, but replaced by a brand new side. Now, that's when third place Ludlow in Division 6 got 323 points last season, so a bloody good points total, and they must be a bit knocked off as well that they've... Ludlow. Ludlow's third level, finished third in Division 6 last right. season with 323 points. So have, points for, you know, for... obviously quite a way off because Beacon and Bowman beat everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but still a good amount of points, and for to, for them to see others, you know, Prior's league go up with three coming down into that position, then that's a bit harsh. Now we have precedent for this with Chirk being moved into Division Two. Yeah. So uh, obviously the league knows something we don't, but um, I have spoken to my source and my source has reliably informed me that they are a Harper's breakaway team and that they will be playing out of Edgemond sharing with Lillishaw third 11. What I want to know is, has the debate or the discussion been had, are Ludlow a better side than the team that you've just mentioned? Because obviously... 
Yeah, that's you know mm-hmm. we're going back to the debate of Austria, right? Harsh mm-hmm. and Austria. I think the it's new like Harsh on yeah. the team that were third, except yeah. you, you've the, got the new, the new I, mean, I, mean, I think it, I think it, the thing more is probably all Scott really. Yeah. Second eleven, I, they that's, didn't they didn't finish very far away I'd from the top. I'd be fuming. Like, like, when you, when you talked about players, you, you know. talked about Chirk before, right? So Chirk were in a different league, weren't they? Mm. Yes, they were. So yeah. they came from a league. So the the, the Shropshire committee, fair play to they must have talked about it looked at the standard of the league and put him in and they, they put him in uh, what was it Div 2 was it, two, yeah, it was Div 2 and I think they made the right choice they got it very much right but if but this is a breakaway team and a new team you, you don't know what they're going to be like yeah. surely so why are they starting I think I think um, the thing with, yeah like you're saying with yeah. Chirk you at least knew that they're a Welsh Premier side that's what I mean yeah you know exactly. obviously with Harpers you know Harpers have got a good tradition of being a very good side yeah. and being in the you know Div two to three to four you know doing well but you know there's always an element of risk you know mm-hmm. i've heard that they're getting some staffs players in um across to play with them as well but you know you look at going back to all scott heath all scott heath finished 10th on 243 points like um alberbury really. finished bottom with 124 knocking 198 so you know 50 odd points ahead of them if you go 50 points between uh, Old Scott and the next team, you know they're in the t- they're in top five in the division. Didn't you say was it three two three third in that league, and then they what they two four three? So only eighty points in that. <laughs> so that shows how tight that is. So yeah, if I was Old Scott, I would be a little bit a little bit. I think off. I, I think the big issue is as well. Like you you've got to look at stuff like the progression of a club, mm. and we were talking before about like the new Pavy and all that sort. Of, they're they're second to be playing in Division Six, and you know. They're a club that want to go forward, and it's not very attractive, is it, to be playing Division Six? Let's be honest; it's not mm. going to be attractive to, I mean, players that want to come and into the first team. The players they take the place of, they're going to be in the twos. Mm. What would you would you want to play Division Six cricket if you're trying to push for a first team place? It's, yeah, I think that's bad. I, I don't. I, don't I, I always say I can't mock what they do because it's their job and they're very good at it. But that one for me is just a bit. I, I'm not all of this I think they've done a great job I, I think it's a, a, a very good job yeah. but that I just look at and think you've got wow. some good players for playing for Scott as well Richard Addison yeah. Stephen White Rich, Rich Benting yeah. and they want to play compet- some of them want to play competitive cricket like they're yeah, competitive exactly. people yeah, yeah. whether they play whatever standard you're playing at people want to play to win right and yeah. that's got to be taken into account of. and I think from your point with the league yeah they work, they work tirelessly hard and I've been speaking with the league I'm sure we'll talk about it later but that you know Consistency for me is key. If you've gone two down, uh, sorry, three down, two up, why can't mm. you keep keep yeah. that consistent across all? And your new team that, that is an unknown quantity. Yeah, for me, should be going in the bottom two divisions. And if they work their way up, and then sides, I think can accept that as well. If you know, I've got a new team. We're not quite sure where they are. They're not the bottom division. This new div- division seven, which is a lot of juniors, I think. Um, but maybe division six would have been the right standard for them. Yeah. Um, to go up and if they go up two leagues in a row, like mm. so what? Yeah. Okay, that, that that's okay. People yeah. accept that. But I think you've got to earn the right to go up. And if you've earned the right to stay in a league, I think. Especially with right being a new side, I think that's yeah. the I think the thing that's no the thing that probably, I think you could probably justify division six. You could justify division six because you probably say that you know division six has still got some good sides in it. You know, Overbury twos, knocking twos, back in the day, good sides. You know, and some good. You know, there were some good other second eleven. Uh, well, some other good third, second, fourth eleven sides are division yeah. six. I can't think of them off the top the of my head. Fourth right? Yeah, you know, it's there were some good. There were some good sides. So you could have said. 
go into Division 6. Start your way all the way up from, look, look, you know, column sides like that, they've had to do it. Yep. You know, I understand that, you know, Harpers were in a better league and they've probably got intel which says that they've got players who've played at this standard, which they've done it, but... It's not it's... like they're coming into the top of the division, though. Mm. That's the bit that, for me, would frustrate me. They're not coming in Division 2 like Chirk because we've got these players and they've played this standard, whatever. We don't, it's a bit of an unknown quantity for me. Mm. That's my opinion on it. Mm. I just... I just yeah. you wait, like you said. I, I, if, it's, if it's sort of Chinese whispers and you, you, don't, you, you almost don't know who, who's going to be playing for him, if it's a breakaway... A breakaway uh, number of players from from a club. Who's to say they're going to be good enough for? Like, it, it's a tough one. They could absolutely walk this league and mm. prove to be the right decision. And mm. yeah, they probably should play higher. But they do great, right? That's yeah, it, and that's okay. But, but it's, a just, it's a gamble. It's a gamble, so and a it's a gamble that will. It's a gamble that would piss off other clubs, and that's that's the one thing you don't. I'd, want. I'd, I'd even have to I'd, your own clubs first. Yes. In my opinion. I'd, I'd even I'd even say that if they don't go up. You know, there's an argument that it's the wrong decision. Yeah. If they don't go up, you could sit there and go that they did the wrong decision mm. because it shows that you know they could have gone down in the division below and earned their stripes yeah. and come up. And you know, and obviously with a new side coming into the league, if you don't put them in Division Seven, it's always going to put someone's nose out of joint because someone's positioning that division has ultimately been taken. But. I think it, when you when you when you relegate Oswestry in the way that you have mm. and that you've promoted consistency mm. for me, and I know it's yeah. really hard, and the league have obviously got reasons for their decisions, but for me, it's consistency. That's we ask it of anything, don't we? Consistency across whatever you're doing, and like mm. we talk, we can go back to that debate again about yeah, yeah. what are the what ifs. If a new, surely the league must know, yeah. If a new team comes in, what are we going to do? Right, you look at some of the clubs that have asked to go down in the past. I was very worried uh, a couple of times for the league when Condover and Knocking went down and asked to go down the leagues because I was thinking if they get promoted or if they win the league, what's it look like? And in the end, they've ended up being good decisions. They really need this one to pay off. Oh, I, yeah. I think they do. I think Allskirt will be kicking themselves and they'll be a bit pissed off. But they're a little bit more well, than a bit, mate. Well, well, well it's, it's one of, at the end of the day, mate. These people they do it voluntary, and like I keep saying it, mm. it, it's so easy to sit here and slag them off and say it's not good, it's not this. But I really, I, I feel, get, I feel they're going to get criticised with that one. Yeah, I think again, yeah, it's okay. one of those things. I know that they don't want to unvet. They, you know, they want it to create. A little bit of debate here and there is good, and it's good for the league as well because you know, any, it, any, we any, new, any news is good publicity. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Any publicity is good publicity. You know, and for the league, the, this time of year, it, you know, it gets people talking, it gets things like that. You know, but you know, would it have gone amiss to have announced that Prizley would be coming into the league and that they are at this standard? These are the team, and this is what they and this is what they're looking to do beforehand. You know preempt it a little bit you know do a bit of what the current government does leak it a little bit see what people think and then make your decision mm. early for uh, social media on the league definitely yeah. <laughs> <That's>, um, <laughs> no 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 unfortunately mate if you leak stuff like that early it can be uh, there can be massive debates and it can change people's mind i think sometimes the, the league committee needs to do what they have to do and it's it's between there i mean I'm sure there's people that talk to league committee members and, and put their point across, mm. but they it's not really fair to do that. It's up mm. to them. They go in there. They know they've done it for years. They know what mm. they're doing. But as I say on this one, 
I'm a little bit surprised. That's so all I'll say. There you go, Ian Murphy. You asked the question, who is who are Priors Lee? Who do they used to be and where are they playing? So I thought they were tel- <laughs> I thought they were the team like that Priors Lee in bang in the middle of Telford. Mm. Where are they going to share the ground with? Like, like mm. St George's because they've got four teams. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Harper's Breakaway playing out of Edgemond, sharing with Lilshaw Thirds. Um, do you know any players that are playing for them? So they apparently they've taken six players from Harper's. Um, and then a few from the staffs league is what I've heard. Um, so in theory, eleven players. So Harper's uh, been relegated into Div Four. They, you know, they, losing six yeah. of their players, it's going to be that's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because you Prize don't know get who, promoted, mate. They'll be who... playing each other next season. Okay, <laughs> hey, that could be a spicy game. Cancel all games that weekend. We'll all go and watch it. Yeah, you, you wonder. You wonder what's gonna. You wonder what's gonna happen with Harper's moving forwards if they've lost six players and why? Why that's happened? You, you've just got to hope that it's a group of mates. They're one team, aren't they? It's very. Yeah. That, I tell you what, that I take my hat off to these clubs that have one team because. That has got to be so hard. You're telling people on a Saturday that they're not playing cricket. Mm. And I tell you now, as a youngster playing cricket, there was one thing I hated, and it's the reason I went to Acton Reynolds as a youngster. Three you want to, to play cricket. Three mm. to knock it. Same thing. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know a lot about Harpers, which is where we do miss Joss. But... It's a lovely place, actually. Yeah. No, I, I play there on a Sunday. We always played in yeah, pre-season, pre-season grasshoppers. We haven't played them for the last, last couple of years, I think. Always, always nice to go yeah, there. It's, oh, it's it, fucking it, freezing, though. Re- which yeah, is more to freezing, do with the time yeah. of year rather yeah. than rather than the ecosystem. Hurley <laughs> Hurley year blaming the Newport yeah. weather again. Yeah. <laughs> but, they, but they do certainly have. They have a handful of some really, really good cricketers. They're, mm. they're a lovely side. We got on really well with them pre-season. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully I can... Me and me and Yappy can get hold of them and actually arrange a pre-season game against mm. them. They're more prizely. Yeah, it's going to be good. And again, we're going to go more in depth with these divisions, uh, more previewy in our preview show. Um, this is more just about the structure, even though we have talked a little bit about what we think clubs are going to do. But yeah, more in depth on those ones. So I'm finishing off before we get onto transfer rumours and a few more of your questions. Sunday's Division 1, 2 and 3 has slightly changed. So we've got Wem 3rd, 11. Uh, so we've got three Sunday divisions as we did last season. Um, the first two divisions are playing 21 games and the Sunday Div 3 are playing 18 games. Sunday Division 1, Wem 3rd, 11, Maidley 3rd, 11, Shrewsbury 4th, 11, Shelton 3rd, 11, Werfield 3rd, 11, Alberbury 3rd, 11, Newport 3rd, 11 and Church Aston 2nd, 11. So Church Aston getting promoted from Sunday Div 3. Alberbury, the champions of Sunday Div 2, going up into Sunday Div 1, and Newport's uh, second place in that division, who ran them close, going into Sunday Div 1. Being relegated into Sunday Div 2, a Wellington 5th 11. How, it still amazes me how a club can get five teams out. Unbelievable effort. Ooh, um, ridiculous. Uh, it's structure, right? Yeah, fantastic, mm-hmm. isn't it? Uh, knocking 3rd 11, um, have gone down into Sunday Div 2, and they will also join... Um, St George's 4th 11, Oswestry 3s and Whitchurch 3s who stay where they are. Um, Schiffnell 4th 11 and Harper's 2nd 11 have come up from Sunday Div 3 and they are joined, who we'll talk about in a minute, by a brand new side, uh, Sentinel 4th 11. So good to see the club growing and something that I know that you're greatly involved with, Steve. I'll come back to you on that one in a minute. And finishing off in Sunday Division 3, Relegated from Division 2, we've got Frankton 3rd 11 and Kun 3rd 11. 
And Very glad they're still in it though, mate. Yeah, I, I didn't think um, they'd have a third team this year, so I'm I'm glad they've gone with it, and I'm hoping mm. they can recruit. And then the other sides that are still staying in Sunday Div Three: Bridge North Fours, Chalmers Twos, Lillishaw Fours, Oswestry Street Fours, Bromahe Threes, Ponsby Threes, Knocking Fours, and Maidley Fours. So since we split the podcast into two, we've never spoken about the Sunday divisions ever again. Uh-huh. So feel free to go ham on this one. Um, obviously, Werfield, Wem, you know, Shrewsbury, you know. These sides with really good youth that are still going well, Aubrey pushing their youth through along with the young players like Jimmy Howard scoring runs, the ever youthful, but he's going to be second team captain next season, mm-hmm. so that'll be interesting for them. Uh, Jimmy Lee's merry men and women on the charge in Sunday Div 1. Um, pretty much can't disagree with anything that's happening it's been pretty standard obviously church aston twos must have been very good and that's why they've moved them up into sunday div one and yeah it's pretty much the same size that kind of changed positions in sunday div one and two so it's not really a surprise to see that and i think it's about fair now steve a little bit of your thoughts about sunday and then but before that sentinel fours let us know sentinel fours right so it's it's well the, the club are now aware um, we've got an ever-growing junior section, as probably Beatty's fully aware, mm-hmm. um, and we've had, as a club, had to look at how we're going to accommodate that. Last season, we were able to loan quite a lot of players. We loaned some, a lot of players to Acton Reynolds um, to help them. We loaned to Kund. We loaned I think, to Beacon a couple of times as well. Yeah. We've got a lot of juniors that were that probably need to play that have missed games of cricket, and that for me, these bottom divisions are where cricket will start, where we all started, right? I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, and like we talked about, if kids are not playing. Like you said, that one team structure, if they're not playing, they, they don't play cricket and the league have got a responsibility to grow cricket, as have clubs, in my opinion. Yeah. So we've had a big discussion as a club what we're going to do about this. Was it a problem? Yeah, it was a little bit of a problem. So we've actually got a new third eleven playing on a Saturday out of Acton Reynolds, um, ground show in Acton Reynolds, and they'll be going into one of the bottom two divisions, which, again, will be clarified on a Saturday. So we'll have three teams playing on a Saturday at Sentinel Fantastic. and one team on a Sunday. Um junior related teams I would say very heavily junior related with a few senior players mm-hmm. playing in to support their development and, and help, help our club, club grow really so it's exciting news ahead obviously for me fantastic to see it I mean I've been hunting for grasshoppers fixtures at Sentinel for years we finally had one this year um, good game as well, and yeah really enjoyed it and to be honest with you I was quite amazed actually because I, I, I don't often get down for junior events at Sentinel when I was there as well Um there was a lot of youth. I was very impressed. And there's some really good young players. And to take my hat off to every team that have four or five teams, because it takes some running, but it, it's brilliant to see. It's great, good, good to see new clubs, new teams entering the league, really. You know, it's fantastic. So I, I wish you all the best with that. And I get, are you running the, the team or the. Uh, to, be dis- to, be, to be sorted out. Um, right. Obviously. You know, are you are you going to be playing in the fourth team? That's my question. That's probably about my standard. Now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no. Well, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what we do. Yeah. Um, we've got you know a, a lot of youngsters that we need to play basically, and, and we've got some parents as well that have obviously played when they were younger, but stopped when they have a family, and it's about being that family mm-hmm. club, which a lot of clubs want to be. I think. I mean, Oldbury definitely a one. Knocking a definitely mm-hmm. one. Most clubs would want to be yeah. a family club. I think. Yeah. Um, especially if you've got two or three teams, you want to be a family club. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the atmosphere of an Albury third 11 game is completely different to anything else. You know, mm-hmm. like, James Lee's done so well in cultivating such an atmosphere. 
in the third eleven, and it's no surprise why they're doing so well. You know, yeah. he's got a nice mix of people who can't play on a Saturday, older people who've just started taking up the game, not just youth. You know, bringing through some of the youngsters as well, along with some of the blokes who've come into the end of their like you know mm. <laughs> you know coming to the end or some people who just back from uni and fancy a game of cricket you yeah. know you know you've got the wives and boyfriends and husbands mm. and all that and family members all on the side having a prosecco or bought their like sunday lunches and stuff and having a great tra- they have a great time you know and, and it's just it's just about a bit of fun and having a bit of a game of cricket at that level no no real pressure on it which is the the beauty of sunday cricket i, I look forward to seeing you youngsters thrive really yeah it's gonna be good well, Let's be, let's be honest, I mean, it, cricket, we all play, no matter what Sunday is, for fun. Yep. But it's got to start being fun down that end, and hmm. the kids want it to be fun. I mean, we've also got a lot of girls that want to play cricket as well. Girls, women, we've got a women's team as well. Yep. So they'll be playing in that as well. So it's really exciting, actually. It's quite a yeah, brand new brand new concept, really. I know women and girls do play in the league, don't they? We've yep. seen them playing. Um, but yeah, it'll be exciting. I'm, I'm really forward to see how we go oh, i'm pretty impressed actually with um some of the some of the girls and, and women that, that play at sentinel um you've got a good good crop of, uh, of players there it's very very impressive yeah it's, really it's good. good it's good to see it's, it's really developing well and it's uh only going to go strength to strength especially with the you know we've got some fantastic female role models in shropshire cricket at the moment and i can only see it going from strength to strength the ships just yeah. floated to the surface <laughs> We're a, we're a non-sinking submarine. <laughs> so anyway, moving on to some of the listener questions. I mean, we've answered quite a few of them through the podcast, but we've got a two more which kind of link. Um, we've got one from Nick and one from Matthew, uh, both which pretty much the same thing. So Matthew said, which teams or clubs have been at unluckiest with the three down? How far clear were they from bottom two? And then Nick says, which team was is the luckiest and which team the unluckiest with the proposed league changes? So is this all of them we're talking about? Yeah, going across going across all of the divisions. What who would you say are the luckiest and unluckiest sides? The luckiest. Uh, luckiest to go up and unluckiest to side to do, go down. well yeah whichever whatever however you want to interpret the We've question just talked about it but for me prize league going straight into that division is lucky and also probably the unlucky one yeah 100% uh, that might be right that might be right I think I think you could probably Oswestry Street you could say it yeah. it completely depends on how Oswestry Street look at it because some clubs can look at it and say we're rebuilding but last year was sort of a rebuild for them wasn't it yeah I mean Premier yeah. League, you're tied by what happens above, right? And exactly. you know the risk if you finish tenth, yeah. but that could happen. So. Oi, oi, I just just heard a little rumor on my phone that Oz Street are sending all their club kit back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a really hard work trying to find big XL shoes. Yeah, the players are out here. And that's that's we not a dig at that. That's <laughs> not a dig at Oz Street. I like Oz Street Club, but no, it's uh, it is a shame for them because they, they you can get away with murder beef. Yeah. You can say whatever they, people still love they, you. What colour do they play? They have they have a lovely coloured kit. I've played against them and they have a lovely coloured kit. So. Yeah. Um, it is a shame for them. I take it Division One don't play in colour kit. No, only prem, only going to be the prem white oh, ball. I bet Austria, that's going to be fun. I bet next Austria year. gutted. Um, so yeah, luckiest uh, Division One, unluckiest Alberbury. I mean, next year is going to be the year for Alberbury, so it's, it's quite lucky for all those sides in Division One. They don't have to play 
of me next year. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I think I don't know. I, you, had you know, <laughs> yes. Lemon Frankton, best teas I've ever had. I, I found some when you were unlucky with teas were going on, right? Oh. Um, luckiest side. I don't know. I think you know Shrewsbury. You know, even though everything that I've said, I think you know, I think still Calverhall and Shrewsbury threes because Calverhall still finished clear of of Kai Glass and Acton Reynolds, and I think they've only been pulled down there really. You know, Shrewsbury threes could have probably stayed in Division Five, maybe Calverhall. You know, there there was a debate that you could have probably kept them in Division Four. I don't know. Um. Priors Lee definitely, I think, think lucky. I think that's got to be they're the lucky. one, isn't it? Yeah. They're so lucky. we are we going are we going Priors Lee and unlucky Oswestry, or are we going unlucky all, I'm all Scott. Scott? I'm all Scott. I mean, I yeah. Am. I mean, if you go Priors yeah. Lee, you've got to go all Scott. I think I think Oswestry will just look at it and say, well, we're in that division. We'll go and absolutely nail it next year. Like the situation I said with Rockster when they went down to Div Div was it Div two or Div no, Div three, three right? Mm. And I said to him, I said, look. You know, from me, someone on the outside, just go and smash the league and then look at the league committee and say, we told you, we're too good for that level. And they've done it. Fair play to them. So hopefully, you know, Oswestry and Allscott can go and smash it and prove that they, they were wrong. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They are unlucky though. Finishing off, we had a message. Not really. I would say it was a question, but it's not really. It's bloody really good uh, long lengthy message we've got here from Sam Griffiths uh, Shelton Sam oh wow yeah, he Sambo. said uh, he said some points I'd like uh, to be for people that I've been thinking about uh, for you to talk about on the podcast he said a pre-season tournament like the Graham Williamson for the Shropshire League Prem he said in white ball for those who want to participate he goes I've been thinking I think that might be a good idea plus some lower league sides who could or should be paying in the Prem he said some sort of thing, but the Salop Leisure comp to return it to a 2020 over comp with all Shropshire sides, the Prem can, and Lower can compete against the best around, maybe include the schools, which they used to. You could even call it the Cow Corner Cup. Ah, oh, there we go, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Again, for sides that want to play in it, so you don't get uh, moaning about travelling. Yeah, interesting. He said, these are things that I would like, but realise the season is quite packed already, but better to get used to these as they may help with developing more winners to the playoffs. A vote by umpires and captains for team of the year, as I hate stats. If they get the okay. same as if they get the same as the stats, then fair enough. And then the balance of a side better. Choose a squad with some backups makes more people happy then. Then with that, you then give a side a chance to play against Shropshire after a few weeks of the season, unless someone obviously playing for Shropshire. So basically, then you pick your best side and then they come together and they play against Shropshire. A bit like, you know, we did that yeah, league elect that. team. Ryan Lockley. Yeah. He goes, finally, he goes, I think the league structure is good. Tough on some sides, but the good clubs always bounce back. Also Street to dominate that league if the same team that got relegated stays around. Yeah. Also, only Shropshire-based clubs or players in the Birmingham League, as it's local to play for Shropshire, has been better more recently, but I would rather watch some Shelton players lose or someone out of Shropshire win. Easy choice. So, guys, thoughts on Sam's wonderfully worded essay there? Well, where do we bloody start? Sam! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we could write that well. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, Sam, you're a great lad. Uh, Please Sam's don't get me out next year. <laughs> <laughs> First ball's coming at your head, mate. Well, the, the, the competition sound good. I mean, you look at Warfield and what they're doing with the Warfield Slam. 
That was good fun though, wasn't oh, it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was fantastic. We went to finals day. It was absolutely brilliant. And uh, the only trouble is, obviously, the pitches. Uh, you've got to play a bit more cricket on them, haven't you? So fair play to them. For, big square though. It's, it is a big square, but fair, just fair play to their groundsmen. You know, the work they have to put in for it. But yeah, cup competitions. Are, is he talking about changing the 100 back to a 2020? Yeah. I, I mean, I quite like the 100, but again, I don't know why we changed 2020 cricket. I guess great. it's probably encouraged by the ECB. Maybe. It might be yeah. the light. The light situation, it does actually help, by the way. Yeah. It does help. I might. I think I think 100 is quicker. Yes, it's, oh, it's a lot quicker. It's a lot quicker. Yeah, and yeah. I think. You, you, it's you 40 less see, balls, mate. 40 is a lot of balls. Does on the leading league committee, mm. isn't it? You may see in the next year or two that that turns to 100 balls just for purpose of light. Do what? Even, I'm on yeah. the committee there as well. Uh, uh, jo- jo- I don't think Joss is, no. He used to be. Anyway, used I think be, that, yeah. that might go that way. So I think, I think, I think Sam is a great idea because people like twenty twenty traditional. But I think hundred ball cricket in this country mm. is the way it's going. Sadly, that's my opinion. I think mm. that's how here long, to stay. A quick one. How long until do you think that we'll be playing T twenty cricket on a Saturday? Never, never, never. Okay. I just can't see. I, 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 I think, I think, it, I, think I think it may happen lower leagues. No, maybe. I think we could have a midweek. Sunday morning tournament if you wanted to do it that way but mm. you've got to look at pressure on grounds if you have a summer that we've just had when I'll drive with the, you know yeah. there's lots of factors to consider that the league has to take into consideration yeah and the other point that you obviously made was bringing in another size but yeah we probably should have we should have dedicated our mm. own podcast to this really uh, vote for the umpires I think we got we Sammy Griff on the podcast good thing, yeah Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the Shropshire one we can bring that up in the Birmingham League one later and uh, talk to the lads about that one so finally uh, we'll move on to our penultimate section and transfer rumours okay so not too many transfer rumours but obviously the one that we've spoken about earlier James Ralph going to Brosley um, someone going in the opposite direction Dan Handley uh, going to Quat believe Ralphie has been on the phone to him trying to convince him to come back the other way promotion mm. push so uh, okay. thoughts on those two moves guys well obviously it's it's good to see Quat strengthening I've, I have said that I think they need a bit more youth in there uh, and obviously getting a good overseas this year I don't want to be horrible or mm. not, not nice it doesn't seem very nice but when they, they signed the overseas this year he was definitely below par yeah, uh, I oh, think well, that makes a big difference. Yeah, Coldeep yeah. Dewan is the overseas who's gone over to Quat this year. Ex Wenlock, Smedic, Wanborn. I think he, well, we just talked about it off air. He, he, he set up that, that Indian touring side that played yeah. on Shropshire a few years ago, and I remember playing against him. He was a good cricketer. Yeah, he's a good. He'll player. be a good player for them. Um, I guess that's that's a that's a big thing for them moving into next season. A beef, you know, like you're saying, they're overseas last season obviously need to make a good decision on one this year. Yeah, I, I think as much as it gets criticised at times when maybe there's a few notes flying around and overseas coming over, overseas players, I literally love playing against the overseas. I want to get them out. I want to, you know, I want to prove myself as a player. You know, they are great to have over. And especially like, I mean, Mickey this year, Steve, you'll probably vouch for it. Yeah. What a quality lad to bring Qual- into a club. Quality cricketer. Quality it's off the field as well. Yeah, so it? for me, as a as a as, well, obviously a lot of people know I do a lot of coaching to them, and um, for for me, Mickey was fantastic off the pitch as well. Mm. He did a lot of coaching, and they set standards for the juniors. The juniors really look up to them. And to be fair, Mickey was a lot younger than me, but I looked up to him the way he went about his business. Yeah. Great guy, and 
he still managed to cope in a drinking culture, which is impressive when you when you yeah, don't, don't drink. drink. <laughs> play to him. He had a lot of Red Bull sometimes, but um, mm. it's very... yeah, what they do, what they do overseas, making I think Shelton's overseas issue made a big difference mm. to them. Um, and it's just great to have them around, and it is it's nice to to do well against them when you're a yeah. little village cricketer playing in the Prem. So, I think I think I they were trying to get Brook back, weren't they? Because he, think so. he I think he came into his own second half season. He was he was brilliant. He scored a ton against us, and yeah. and, and he. It was a great knock. When you score 120, 170. Yeah, hits it so clean, doesn't he? Fair play to him. Mm. But, you know, yeah, Quat will do well with that. Yeah. Um, I think that's a and, great signing. And Dan, I, I don't know anything a lot about him, but if he's a young lad coming up to push into the ones, good luck to him. Like, yeah. you, know, you know, It's um, all about progression. I never yeah. begrudge anyone going up, moving Funny, up a level. So that's what you've just done, isn't it? You've made the, another jump up, Beefy. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, um, uh, Andrew Harrison uh, moving to Schiffnell. What a move for... L beef. Hey, Schiffnell's bar takings are going to be profiting massively. Oh my god! Yeah, they're going to be like, um, how how come we're not making this much money every? Oh, oh yeah, beef. Well, it's, it'll it's, be it'll be the only year the fireworks didn't make the most money. <laughs> I think, and the trains will benefit. Cause you'll have to, you'll uh, definitely have to get a train there and back. I was quite I was quite lucky at at uh, Webb because I had obviously Alex Olerenshaw and uh, Zimmer, so we we sort of shared the driving. Mm. But that train is going to get abused to shit. <laughs> <laughs> I literally I'll be there on the train <laughs> first thing in the morning. Oh. Go to the test match and have his four cans in the bag before he starts. Yeah. Never mind. Andy Harrison, Chris Mole, that's going to yeah. be some. Oh, yeah. oh. But all, all being serious, like gutted to have had to leave Webb. I am gutted. Fantastic club, uh, and I hope they really go well this year. And I'll be, I'll be keeping an eye. I will be going out with the lads all the time because they are some of the best lads I've, I've played cricket with and off the pitch. Just it's ridiculous as a club. Um, but yeah, ready for a new challenge. I've moved to challenge myself. I've always moved upwards. And that's the that's that's the, I'm at the twilight of my career. I'm 34 now, 35 this year. I haven't got much left mm. in the old beef. Twilight is an interesting way of describing it, really. <laughs> <laughs> also, also gone to shift. Nor Charlie Holmes, Shropshire captain. Read, read between the lines there, eh, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> please, can I have a game, Charlie? Please. Skipper, skipper. I'm available. I'm available. I'm available. <laughs> And I've he's got... just there constantly, just warming up in the general direction. He's I, got I a van, right? And he can put all have the you or yeah. have you not heard about my Birmingham League time? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Still, Ben Roberts st- also joined Schiffnell as well, so that's going to be ben some bowling lineup, isn't it? He, like, he was at, he, well, he was at Bridge North and Brimbo last year. He yeah. left Bridge North. Oh, got the Tarzan light hair. Tarzan. That first eleven's going to have some serious bowling lineup next year, isn't it? You know, Leach, Stanley, Roberts. Beef. <laughs> Beef. He'll have a hundred contract next year. We'll be playing for like Northern Superchargers. Yeah. You'll, you'll have you your own model, flat. You'll be a cult, like me, mate. mate. You know, <laughs> love it. Nibble it about. Yeah. So Dan Handley, as we've mentioned earlier, he, he did well last season. I just want to bring it back to him slightly. He got thirty-four wickets at thirteen point two nine and was named in the Shropshire Division Four Team of the Year. Mm, um, so yeah. So, good the good seam yeah. and a bit of youth for them there. Um, so yeah, spin and a bit of seam. Um, obviously, it's it's early season, so if you do have any transfer rumours, please get them in to us. Uh, we did ask you for some of yours, um, some of the highlights uh, we got from one of the Worthfield players saying, uh, Bridge North's players to anywhere and everywhere. Uh, <laughs> and... 
another one of Werfield's players saying, uh, Quatsafa to come back for another season in their twos. Um, Didn't he play in the twos a bit towards the end of the yeah, season? Yeah, pretty much most of the season. But uh, yeah, I, I think um, with that, we'll move ourselves on to our, our final section. So another episode in the books and it's the prime time season for podcast we've got we're going to have the extra show where we're going to debate well talk about the final two divisions which are going to be coming up and they'll give their own slant on divisions four five six and seven we'll then have the Birmingham league show where we'll react to everything that's happened for them and then all of our Christmas specials and of course come January February March ah pre-season previews the one everyone listens to it's the prime time but again thank you very much and i can't say how 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 good it has been to have you on this pod steve and i'm pretty sure lots of people will uh, agree you've been a fantastic addition to this podcast for, for this episode and definitely i know we say it to every guest we get on but you've been fantastic i really hope you come on not only as a friend who i knew before cricket so it's great to have you on and as a fellow Leeds fan uh, let's just hope the result stays the way it does this will get edited out if uh, we lose but <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you'll only listen if we if, oh, we, yeah. if we win if he wins right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, beef and uh, another olive branch in the many olive branches that we've sent over to uh, the sentinel ship yep I'm just over the moon that a Sentinel player has finally come on the podcast and uh, got his views across because it's a great club and I've wanted it to happen for a long, long time and I think uh, you've done the club some justice. You might get a bit of stick along the way. I uh, <laughs> I do know in the group they go on and on and if they've enjoyed Hurley putting little uh, bites out on their social media this week. He's been slated a lot. Um, so, yeah. Well, that's, that's, know, got, uh, got people's attention, hasn't yeah. it? And it's, it, it has this structure has great talking points i told you, know, you they've got they've got fucking floats on their sails now mate they're back up <laughs> they're back up mate bloody armbands we've got on that's why what, <laughs> that, us, us all the beer we're drinking we're bigger, that's why oh, good social club yeah, sentinel that, but that uh, yeah banter bastard he's fucked us <laughs> he has but uh Steve, when you do get released, there's always a place at Albury. Ah. Uh, <laughs> no, he, he only bats well on a road, mate. Sentinel <laughs> and knocking. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Got to pick your clubs, right? Yeah, you know, you know where you're going. Um, but yes, um, thank you once again, everyone, for listening. If you do, do always remember to like, share, and subscribe. Really share the pod. Um, get it out there. We'll get new listeners and other people who may may be interested. Uh, if you want to come on the pod or you want to have your views heard or you want to have a part in your podcast, we are going to, in the new season, look to try and get more fan involvement. So if you want to leave like voice notes and send them via email, you can get hold of us via cowcornerpodcast at gmail.com. We are upgrading our tech, which means that we will be able to play them on the podcast whilst we're recording. Woo! So we are going to want to be doing stuff like that. If you, you want to get your voice heard. out, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, get you. You know, always get your messages in, and thank you all as always for your support. As we do this for free, it isn't. Uh, we don't get any sponsorship. Uh, we are going to be doing some nets sometime soon as well. <coughs> Does that mean you're skint hill and you need some more money? <laughs> Me and Joss do How think there's some know? money Chris, under your bed. You know, Christmas is coming, mate. You know, uh, yeah. I've got a presence to buy. No, uh, but yeah. So hopefully get some nets organised soon. But yeah, thank you everyone 
uh, for supporting and cheers Steve for coming on mate thank you for having me it's been an absolute pleasure gents on a load of fun and uh, I, I just wanted to finish uh, with a few words. Obviously, Remembrance uh, Sunday has been, well, well, I, well, it depends when this podcast goes out, but it is Remembrance Weekend. So just a mention for all of those who we've loved and lost. And one final one, um, the Shropshire sporting and podcasting community has lost one of its best over recent days and someone who was a very good friend of mine Glyn Price who was part of Salopcast and a big member of the Shrewsbury Town footballing community and a, a, a huge footballing fan um, a Shrewsbury Town fan and someone who also did support this podcast quite a lot uh, when we first started going uh, Glyn died very quickly of bowel cancer having only been diagnosed a few months ago and as a good friend um I just want to say uh, rest in peace, mate, and we are thinking of you. And, uh, yeah, Shropshire has lost a great person. As always, guys, thank you very much for tuning in, and all the best. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.